This content is intended for adult cigar smokers age 21 and older. How are you, Gregory? Good. How are you, Nick? Good. It's been a while. It's been a while since I hold my... Was that a... Stained. Was that stained? Yeah. Who did Glycerine? That was Bush. Bush. Great song, too. Oh, great, great era. Great like era. Mid, mid-90s, like post-Nirvana, mm-hmm. when it was just like all commercialized. So good. Uh, it was good. They were, I feel like they were in all those 90s horror movies. Like Scream, I feel like I had a bunch of like those bands playing in it. Probably. Yeah. Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Uh, that was later though. That was like no, that was like ninety nine, two thousand. Because I was more aware when that song came out. That was like that was three doors that was down. A jam. That was three yeah. doors down. Yeah, that or was a s- three days. No, three doors down. What's the other one I'm thinking of? Three days grace. But then there's another one. Three. Who sings three the three knocks and you're gonna no, hear my heart? That? I wish you would step back from that leg, oh, my friend. Third eye blind. Third eye blind. A bunch of threes. So many threes. Why? Three eleven? Isn't three eleven a band? Yep. Man, must be something about that number. Greg, I got a surprise for you today. I I'm, I see this. So, um, through my uh, years of political work and my contacts, um, political work and contacts, because uh, you know everyone just you know wants to please me. Was that an elevator bell? Did you no, it's it? your Slack. Oh, okay, my computer's closed. I thought I turned mine off. Oh well, I guess not. I guess it's mine. Um, what an asshole. I have cultivated many good relationships with people. Yes. And so through my, my illness the past week, uh, John Huber reached out and illness. was very concerned. You didn't have an illness. I have gastritis. You're fine. I'm You're fine. Filled with, and I have a hernia. Yeah, well. I'm filled with gastritis, according to my doctor. She went like this, filled with Filled. It. And I'm like, I'm going to die. She's like, no, you're fine. I'm like, then why are you talking like that? <laughs> um, but John was very worried about me, and so he sent me a little get well package. And in that package was the brand new Las Calaveras, which I tried the tester blends on, but now I got some with the full bands. Still got two Very left. excited to, to do the review for those. But he also sent the brand new Mil Diaz. And so what I'm going to do is it comes with the whole thing. Wow, look at that little package. And little I did, hole. I shared it on my Instagram live the other day. I saw. But now I'm on, actually on the JR Instagram live I shared right. it. Right. Uh, but now I'm going to read it to you. So this oh, is what you know. the story time. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a cat? Yeah. That's what my grandfather used to do. Can I start? Yes. Actually, let's start first. All right. Before we get into everything. So this is a brand new Mil Diaz. Take it away. I don't know. like Drew Carey from uh, Whose Line Isn't It? All right. So the scene is you're both in a pizzeria and you are French. Take it away. <laughs> did you see uh, Barstool did the, uh, the pizza place from The Office? Yep. Alfredo's. Uh, Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. <laughs> Delightful up front. Wow. Delightful up front. So let's get Very into delightful. Before, we, before we start getting into this. So it's so Diaz and Mill. So Mill Diaz. Mill Diaz was born in the desert in the summer of 2017. It began as an impromptu meeting between Don Aradio Picardo, Luciano Maradius, and Don Juan de la Uber. <laughs> they were three uniquely different individuals joined by one love for tobacco. The seed of that shared love was planted that day, and it would take root and blossom into the ambitious goal of making a premium cigar unlike any before it. The blend that was exchanged and shared that day was the genesis, the catalyst, for a journey that would take the better part of three years to complete. To achieve the vision and bring it to fruition would require not only time, but also the willingness to go down roads yet unseen, taking turns that lead to paths yet unseen 
explored. It would require the patience to know when to press pause and the intuition to know when to once again hit play. Most importantly, it would require the honesty and expertise to be a slave to the process in order to recognize when the journey was complete. In the words of Chef Hiro Ono, how can you create quality if you don't know the taste of quality? The result of this journey is Mildias, and now it can, at last, be shared with the world. A journey spanning 1,000 days, born from the passion for a craft centuries old, Mildias is the manifestation of modern luxury, where old and new worlds collide in harmonious union. No way John wrote that. He'd probably drop F-bombs at least every other Somebody could have written this a little differently. What are you talking about? That was beautiful. There's a lot of. This sounds like somebody wrote a, a decent thing and then went into Microsoft Word and like hit the synonyms and just put bigger words in. <laughs> so um, John might have wrote it. Yeah, John. Wrote it. <laughs> um, so this is the Mil Dias. So it's handcrafted at the um, Tabacalera Picardo, the same place where uh, they make the Juarez, including the Juarez triple shots, the double X triple shots or double shots, whatever they're called. I think they're just called shots. I think it's called was it double, it's, I think XX shots, double X shots. Right. right. Buckshot. So it uses a complex filler of Nicaraguan, Peruvian, and Costa Rican tobacco, a Nicaraguan binder, and an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. It is available in four different, or will be available in four different sizes, a 6x46 Corona Gordo, a 5 and 3 eighths by 52 Edmundo, a 6 and 3 eighths by 50 Double Robusto, and a 6 by 54 Sublime. If I had to guess, I would say we are smoking the uh, Edmundo? What was it again? 5 and 3 eighths by 52? Is that a yeah. 52? That seems a little thin for a 52. I guess it is. Uh, I'd say it's a 52. It's kind of, I don't know, man. It's not a 46. No, it's not. And the only other one is the Sublime, which is 6x54. It's not a 54. No. I guess it is. I guess it's the Edmundo. So, very cool. Not just a very cool backstory, but a very cool telling of the story. Right. Now, you talk for a while because I want to get into it. So, I, I saw this on his Facebook or Instagram. Facebook, who uses that anymore? Um, saw that there was a new stick coming out. No, how much he loved that. And don't call it that. Don't sticker. Don't call it a sticker. Don't make call it a sticker. I don't like calling it. It's you call it that once in a while, and there's other people that call it that all the time. Yeah, and they're mean. They're mean. That's not nice. I was gonna say stupid, but there's probably some very smart people who use that word. So yeah. I was gonna call them all stupid. Right off the bat, I, it just tasted like cream, like a nice cream shot. <laughs> I'm definitely adding that. Where's Chris? <laughs> Is he here? Definitely editing that out. A nice cream shot. Yeah. Mm. Like if you were just at the bar, like, do you want a cream shot? Yeah. And they just put half and half in a shot glass. (laughs) Yeah. What's the difference between half and half heavy cream and light cream? Half and half is um, Is milk. It's half milk and then half heavy cream? Yep. But then what's light cream? Just half of that. So it's quarter cream. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say, so far, I mean, I was already impressed by Tobacco Lara Picardo. Uh, the, the Juarez is a fantastic smoke, um, especially in its price range. 
I will say so far, though, this is, is very much impressing me. I thought I kind of got a, got a hold of, like, what they were doing down there. I'm like, all right, this is, this is what they're capable of. This is a really good smoke, you know, good for them. So far, this is exceeding expectations. Now, I should know that it's John. So, like, he's not going to work with somebody who's going to produce a subpar product. No, and he's not going to come out with something that's terrible. He only works with the best in the world. You know, my father, Drew that State. That good. Excellent draw on it. I wish I had my computer to do the, the review. You want to do the review? I was thinking, you want to? Sure. 100%. Right. Okay, so we're back. We're getting our review sheets here set up for, because we decided to do a review of this. I mean, it's, it's really, really good and very impressive so far. Mel Diaz. What did he say this was? 52 by 6? It's the Edmundo, yes. That should be uh, 5 and 3 eighths by 52. Who's Edmundo? If I had to guess where the name Edmundo came from, I'm pretty sure it started from the Monte Cristo Edmundo in Cuba. Um, and I'm pretty sure the name is derived from the lead character of the Count of Monte Cristo, whose name was Edmund Dantes. So I'm pretty sure the Edmundo is derived from that, and that's where that name started. But um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a unique size. It's the Ed, Edmundos in, in Cuban cigar in the Cuban cigar industry are vastly uh, like that's a big size for Cuban cigars. A 52 right. is, a, is a very big size. I don't think they have any 60s. If they do, they have like one. But I don't think they really produce anything bigger than really a 54. Um, so, All right, let's now go so basically, wrapper I'm giving smooth. This is a, a, a very nice wrapper. This Ecuadorian Habano wrapper is top notch. Would you say that's smooth there, buddy? I can't see yours. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if you run your finger across it, I'm feeling like hardly any bumps or anything. I don't see any major blemishes. It's not as clean in the color as I've seen on something like uh, like that floor we were looking at before or something like that where it's like has like, like, a, like a clean shine to it but it's definitely a good looking wrapper not overly oily but it's not hurting the burn at all so I guess it's got enough oils in there um, but no it's I, I you would cut it as smooth it was pretty oil but I'm, uh, compared to like well, compared to like a Maduro or something yeah of course yeah, but, but even, I'm talking even like, a, like the Romeo by Romeo uses an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper that's very oily it's, it's usually an oilier you know uh, has a more of a sheen to it um, but that might have been what they're going for and it's not detrimental right now to the flavor or to the burn or really to it visually this is a heavy scar weight I'm giving I'm giving perfect on weight it was exactly what I, what I was expecting from no from it's this. good just busting John's John's chops just to get get a rile out of him. It's got a forty five rating. Uh, the go, band. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna look like this. He has the boxes somewhere, right? Yeah, it's gonna look like that's what the band's gonna be. Um, I'm gonna give it like a good band score for now. I'll, I will adjust it when the actual ones come out, and if and so I'm gonna put the for the you know visually appealing for the band presentation. I'm gonna leave it at easy to remove. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Squeeze test. These were perfect. It's, and it's drawing perfect. So, so far on those early construction points, we're, uh, we're banging on all cylinders here. It's got a nice, subtle nuttiness to it. Yep. A little cream, a little... I had, I had a few puffs of spice that's kind of subsided a little bit here. Agreed. Nothing too crazy. Mm. Very well balanced. That's what I want to say so far. It's a very well balanced cigar. Say a little woody. Definitely some some oak notes in there. It's hitting flavors on a certain puff and then transitioning to other flavors on the next puff. So you're getting a lot of different different stuff. It's changing it up a lot, and not one flavor is dominating the profile, which is something that I 
I like. I don't like when right. one, even if it's a flavor I like, I don't want it to be linear. And it's like, oh, it's if you like chocolate, it's great because it's just chocolate all the way through. I don't like doing a podcast while trying the, fir- the first cigar. Yeah, well. Wait. I just want to enjoy. Enjoy yeah. the life. Enjoy John. Hey, John. Burn so far is fantastic. Yours is looking really good. Oh, yeah. What do you think of the size? What? What do you think of the size? I like this size. I like this size. I still can't believe that's a 52. It just looks so thin to me for a 52. I'm used to seeing like your standard Robusto 5 by 50, and it's kind of maybe maybe because a 5 by 50 is shorter than this, so it looks a little thicker. I guess it's a 52. I mean, I trust John. I don't know why. I don't trust John. I trust his hats. Hats fit great. I wish I could ask him. I would love to know the story of how he, not just for this cigar, um, but how he came into contact with these guys. Because honestly, before the the Juarez, um, I've never heard of Tobacco Lara uh, Picardo before. Right. Um, and for a, a aren't major... They, aren't they distributing a bunch of their cigars as well? He's doing that for... I think he's doing that for Acme. I think he's distributing Acme. Okay. Right now. Uh, maybe they make Acme as well? I think so. I'm going to check the half I've seen the name before from uh, Miguel Chaudel's. i got to say, one of the most beautiful things about Half Wheel, and this is what I use them for constantly, is how they organize their review list, is you can do it all by factory, so you can see. So if I, if I want to see every cigar coming out of AJ's factory, not just the ones with his name on it, this is a great resource to, uh, to utilize. Maybe not so much for like your average smoker. I don't see why you would need to, but for somebody in the, in the industry, you need to know, you know, like what's going on. Utilizing their review list and going by uh, going by factory because you can go by you can go by rating, you can go by factory, you can go by date, country of origin, name of the cigar, and you can even go by who reviewed it. So you can see all the different reviewers, you know, like how you know what what they're scoring and different things. So let me see Tobacco Lair. Yay, half wheel. No, they 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 do no, a good I job know. on a lot of I things. Know. Just passing around. Not on everything, but on a lot of things. <laughs> All right, so we're in the Tabacalera section now. I can only imagine how many of these are. Oh. Right, Tabacalera Fuente. They wow, that, they had to have two hundred views here from Fuente. That's it. That's a lot, dude. No, I know. So I'm seeing on here three cigars that have been reviewed on Half Wheel from Tabacalera Picardo. The Juarez uh, original release last year. The uh, the OBS. The Juarez Shots XX and the Luciano the Traveler. Wasn't that his name? Luciano. Luciano Marias was one of the, is one of the guys okay. in the thing. So I guess maybe he's one of the founders. He's one of the travelers. Yeah, apparently he's the traveler. These the. I, yeah, I think they also do. They work with Ace. A, 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 it was Ace, not Acme. Ace is the one. I guess it's Ace. Tom is them too? Ace. Oh. Ace Ventura's on Netflix. I've been watching that like a madman. They did a, a collaboration with uh, Dominic, uh, Dominic Wilkins. Oh, the basketball player? Mm-hmm. Nice. He's a big cigar smoker. Felix has a picture with him outside oh, in, cool. his, in the uh, store. And uh, who else is a famous basketball player that's a cigar smoker? Uh, Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Was he, like, really good? I don't really watch basketball yeah. at all. He was, yeah. he's, like, they, top they, two. It was that MJ shot at the three, uh, free throw line that uh, sealed it, or sealed it, or went on to the next game, but... It was Jazz versus Bulls in yeah. one of the finals. And they beat the Bulls? No. No, they lost. No. 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 I feel like they know when beat the Bulls. No. 
the only time they beat the Bulls was when Jordan went to bat, uh, to baseball. And no, but then he didn't. He played more than six years with them, but he only has six rings. So like, there had to be times where he was playing for the Bulls and they lost. Oh yeah, before that. But even after that, because they he they won. What was it? Ninety, ninety one, ninety two, or ninety one, ninety two, ninety three? Then he left, and then they won like ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. I think he only left for a season. I gotta say, I don't know how to score this one part of this cigar where it's. Um, Flavor as advertised. They didn't advertise a certain flavor, but it's not what I would expect from an Ecuadorian Habano, like at all. Isn't it, Nicar- isn't it a Nicaraguan wrapper? It's Ecuadorian Habano. Hmm. Yep. I must serve you. The binder. Oh, okay. Because it's extremely like nutty and very creamy. nutty. Yeah. A little, little nice uh, cinnamon tones. I'm getting like a. You getting like a kind of a center sweetness from that Peruvian? Yeah, I like that a lot. Mm. I'm wondering how much that has to play with the wrapper kind of changing. It also just might be like I said. This this visually doesn't look like your typical Ecuadorian habano. So they might have no. gotten it from a certain field, or they might have right. aged it for uh, for a certain length of time it, extra. Isn't the four kicks Ecuadorian habano or Ecuadorian habano? Oh. The original one? I think yeah. so. And I, I, you know me, I get confused these days. I'm just... Well, there's so many. I think Four Kicks has it. But I, I kind of like that. Uh, I think it's what makes it distinct is that Peruvian Be, and that Costa besides, Rican tobacco. I mean, the Ecuadorian Habano is an extremely common rap. Like, like, no, I know. Yeah, so it's mostly anything spicy. Um no, yeah, Four Kicks uses it, but this is, I, I feel like this is... Tra- yeah, but, I mean, that's Ni- but that's Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan binder filler. Yeah, it's also an Ecuadorian wrapper utilized by Ernesto Perez Carrillo, so it's a diff- different factory using right. it, fermenting it, curing it, aging it. But I'm, my, my next question to you is, is how much is the Peruvian and the Costa, it was a Costa, Costa Rica tobaccos changing the flavor of the cigar? I, I mean, more so than I really thought it would, um, especially in a size like this, where it's kind of that middle-of-the-road size, you would expect the... It's not super big. You know, anything 52 and usually above, like 54s, 56s, 60s, you expect the filler and binder to play a lot more into the overall experience just because of the ratio. There's just so much, you know, right. a 60 ring gauge, there's so much filler tobacco yeah. in there, like so much. But I mean, like this, you, th- this is the kind of that balance where you're still going to get a majority of the flavor from your wrapper. Um, but because of the complexity and because of the different tobaccos used in there, um, you're getting really nice nuances, really nice flavor transitions. Each of those tobaccos is kind of playing a part. This is almost like a symphony. God, I sound like such a douchebag. Yeah, a little bit. Jesus. I was watching some video, uh, you know, like MasterChef. Yeah. And this, the, one of the contestants had, like, worked for one of the MasterChefs for a while, and then she's on the competition, and she comes up with her dessert, and he eats it. And he like almost starts crying. He's like, this is just like the culmination of all your years and how you were able to speak to me through the food. And I'm like, on the one hand, like that's what I do with cigars. I, I, so I know, but I'm on the hand, I'm like, what right. a douchebag. <laughs> that's funny. I was actually watching it when, uh, right before when I went to the men's room. <laughs> I got to say, construction-wise, this is an A++. Yeah. Even if this fell off now, the structure... Of the ash, a little iffy in the beginning, but that was my fault. I was burning it. Uh, I wanted to try a wooden match on it, so I got a tiny bit of if at the at the kind of tip, if you can see that. But it's still staying on there, solid, nice and white. Mm. Kind of get like a floral 
maybe citrus undertones a little bit to it. Not like over overpowering. Not it's just that unless it's like Joe's peach tea. Um, it might be the peach tea. I'm getting some nice wood as well. Some like some almost like a sweet oak. All right, we're gonna go on for the uh, for the retro hell now. See what's going on. Ooh, the spice comes out now. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit of good spice in there. Yeah, that's nice. That's really good. Wow. I thought, I thought one of the best cigars I've had from him this year was that other new new, that secret one he gave me. I think I like this better. Really? I think so. And that one was really, really good. I think this puts us up onto another level. He always has to top himself, and that's the thing. Right. I mean, there's some companies that we've talked about that. Make a really, really good cigar. Like one of my favorite cigars. I'm just using it as an example. But they just keep kind of making that cigar again and again and again and kind of putting a different secondary band on it. And it's like, okay, something a little different now would be good. Um, but John tries to outdo himself with each one. Even if you look at the Las Calaveras, he could have easily used the same blend on that cigar year in and year out. Everyone would have loved it. But he likes to challenge himself, and he likes to challenge his customers, which I really appreciate because it gives you a different experience each time. Right. How's that peach tea treating you? It's delicious. I'm going to enjoy some of my Wegmans spring water. Wow. I've missed being there so much. I've gone there twice now in the past week. I miss it every, every day. That was, that was my – that and the movies is what I've missed during the, the – Is that what you COVID. missed? I love going to the movies. I love I – love, I, all right. I didn't go a lot really anymore, maybe like once every other month, but like, I don't like being told that like, I can't go. Because sometimes that's what I would do on a Saturday if it's like, kind of rainy, but like, I don't want to sit and watch TV. I'm like, let me go to the movies, and I'll go by myself, or I have my go with my roommate. Forget it. The movies are going to be like the last thing to open. No. Well, unless they uh, take out some of, the, some of the chairs. But then what are you going to do? When this all passes, they're going to put the chairs back in? Like it's yeah. Tape them off, just like they did the playgrounds. Ridiculous. Well, they delay any movie releases, so it's not like I'm missing anything. They delayed no. all the movie releases anyway. Did you watch Hamilton on Disney Plus yet? I didn't. My sister did. I don't remember if she saw it on Broadway or not, but my sister's like all about like, yeah. you know, she's like that person. It's like, oh my god, Hamilton, and then uh, with yeah. this justice and all that, like all that right. nonsense. She said that she really didn't like Lin Manuel Manuel Miranda in that role. She said he was better in the other show that he did. But she's like, she, he, she said he was only, like, average in that role. But then again, she might just be saying this on Facebook to get attention. <laughs> Good thing no one watches this. No, and my brother has a podcast, too. By the way, I'm going to plug that, all right? Because he, he plugs me all the time. If you want just some nonsense, my, my, my awesome brother just hanging out, shooting the shit, talking about military stuff, American stuff. And uh, Italian stuff, which is just basically... What, and, and movies and sports. Like, he just kind of just rambles on. It's like his own little mind. Like, just black. But it's, it's got some really good moments in it. Check out the uh, Libretti Podcast Diary Show. It's on YouTube. It's on Spotify. It's all on your major uh, yeah. He major has a whole Spotify section called Enter the podcast. Cage. Each episode where he gives a Nicolas Cage fact. He does really good uh, Instagram polls. I saw that. Did you see the next one? Uh, I don't know you haven't posted yet. Next week's is going to be Who's the Bigger movie piece of shit and okay. it's uh newman from jurassic park okay or billy zane from titanic oof right nah i'd probably have to go newman 
I have to. Know, man. Newman was just kind of in it for the money. Like Billy Zane. Like, I know. Remember, he ruined a lot of lives. But remember when Billy Zane grabbed that young yeah. girl to like just try to get on a boat? Like, I have a child. <laughs> yeah, but that was one child. This Newman killed like so many people at that no, park. He killed three more people. Than that. He killed yeah. himself. Yep. Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. The guy in the toilet. Yep. And the Australian guy. Yeah, that's and then all the other people that were the scientists and everything else. They all left. There was no one else. Oh, they there. left. Yeah, they the, got only, out of there? the only people that died in First Jurassic Park are the people you see die. The one guy in the way beginning. Okay, so that's four four to one. No, 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 no. How many seats do you think? Like he took up seats on that boat that could have been given to other people. He arrested Leo for no reason. He smacked 1997's Kate Winslet, who was uh, still still a, a stunner. And an amazing oh, actress. And he smacked her. I mean, I just expected better out of the Phantom. <laughs> if you want to see, that's one of his finest roles. If you want to see a mid-90s superhero movie at its finest worst, check out 1995's The Phantom with Billy Zane. <laughs> he plays in, not like he's, he plays it, it's in, in Africa. He's like a jungle superhero. Right. But it's Billy Zane. And he fights like in the jungles of Africa in like a purple skin tight oh, purple God. outfit with like a skull ring, and he just does like kind of karate, <laughs> but it was based on like a nineteen forties like oh, I gotcha. like serial kind of thing. Getting a little smoky now, which I like. I'm getting like a smokiness, like a a char barreled smokiness, like you would, um, you know, when they do that thing with the scotch, right? When they do the smoke yep. the, off the wood, getting something like that. Still a good amount of nuttiness and um, and wood. I gotta say, and this was exactly what I told John when he gave me that tester of the last one, that new new. Um, I was honest with him. I'm like, like the flavor's really, really good. Uh, at least I got mine in the ashtray. The flavor on this one and the previous one very good, and it's transitioning a lot, which I like. Very good flavor. The standout so far on this one and on the the secret one he gave me was the construction. Okay. On that new secret one he was coming out with, it burned evenly, white and tight, all the way down. And that's that's a big part of it. The construction is a big part of it because you can have the most tasty cigar in the world if it burns like crap, or if the ashes keeps falling off, or if the draw is tight, it ruins the whole experience. So yeah, you just don't want to do it yeah, anymore. Making making sure you have all those construction points is very very important. And then flavor, and also construction is the one thing that's universally going to be scored the same way. Flavor can be objective. Do you like the flavor or do you not like the flavor can be objective. But if it burns well, there's only one way to judge that. Yes, it did not or no, it did or whatever. Other way around. What was I seeing? Oh, there was something I saw. Was it like a, a Dr. Pepper, like a vanilla cream or some, something like that they came out with? They got with. some crazy flavors. I mean, I don't know why you're fucking around with Dr. Pepper. It's delicious. But like, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why are you fucking around with it? Well, yeah. Oh, that's true. You don't need a bunch of stuff. It's just like Coke. Yeah, but like Coke, I actually prefer like a vanilla Coke because it's a little smoother than, than straight up Coke. There's just more sugar in it. Yeah, but it's, it, it, it takes a little bit of the bite. You know, like the Coke yeah, has a bite. I think Pepsi is a, bet, I think Pepsi's a good standalone drink. Coke is better to mix. Yeah, I think I think I would probably rather have an ice cold Pepsi than an ice cold Coke. Yep. But I like Coke as a company better. Like they're kind of more not that they're more American, but they're more like the standard. They're they're Coca Cola. They're like the company. I got you. You know, I like that that iconicism. I also went to the factory in um Atlanta. Oh. 
like the the main factory. There's a dichotomy. There's a breakdown of sodas and the best way to enjoy them. Number one, and and the best of this I've experienced was, that was at the Coca Cola factory. Perfectly calibrated fountain soda is number one. Right. Number two is glass bottle. Yep. And then I can't remember if three was plastic bottle and four was tin was an aluminum tin can. can next. Yeah, it's probably probably can, and then the last one was plastic yeah. bottle. Plastic, I think, is the worst. You know why? It's because when you're drinking it cold, the the tin gets the aluminum gets yep. cold and it makes the drink colder. Plastic doesn't really like the drink will be cold, but like the plastic doesn't really get cold. That's why I kind of like. Like if you emptied out that soda, the bottle would be like room temperature. Right. If you emptied out the can, it would still, still be a be cold, cold can. That's why I kind of like cans better than I do glass bottles for beer sometimes, because I feel I feel like the aluminum keeps it colder. Oh no, I, I, the glass keeps ice cold, and it's, mm. it's so when I when I get like the Coke in the glass bottles, especially like the well, Mexican not, sugar. Not, I was talking beer. Oh, more. beer! I usually pour it into like a like a beer glass these days. Yeah, so I, don't I, like, I would maybe drink like a Bud Light out of a bottle, but like if it's like a higher end beer, I pour it into a into a beer glass. I have so many. For some reason, um, I'm moving. Everything's packed. Oh, you've been moving for a while. Everywhere. Are you gonna have like a big, big to do at the house when it's probably not? Oh. I don't want people dirtying my house. All right. How about like in the backyard? I want no, to get on I, the no, porch. No, we will. It is all mine. You're gonna have to carpool with everybody. Why? Because everybody lives too far away. Why can't I just drive myself? We can. Yeah. Screw them. They're, so, all, they're, so, they're all grown ups. That's true. Yeah, they don't have cars. I don't, I don't take them to work. They, they get here fine. This is true. Although if Derek has a minivan, that'd be great. I want him to be my dad. I want him to like, I want to, <laughs> I want to experience a weekend with, with Derek as like a dad, like going to the batting cage. Like, all right, maybe you guys are good. We'll get McDonald's. Like, I feel like he's definitely that dad. I could see that. Oh yeah. He's awesome. I Everyone buckled in. All right. <laughs> Although I, my dad was kind of like, my dad wasn't. Not like fun, fun guy, but like we would have like secret cool stuff we would do. Like, all right, I'll tell your mom, but like we're gonna get hot dogs on the way home. Before oh dinner. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, crush some, crush some dogs. Definitely, I do that now. He took me to uh, see Saving Private Ryan in theaters when I was seven. Wow! And then the last movie I think my dad saw in theaters was Black Hawk Down. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's a military theme. If you can there see. you go. Yeah. Although he did see Titanic with us also. I think he saw The Lion King with me when I was a kid, like really small. But then, of course... How do you remember all this? I've told this story a thousand uh, times. But how do you remember you all this? You know the story I'm going to tell. The best, the best two days of my life when I was a kid. Wow. It was summer 1998. Okay. And I used to rent movies like crazy as a kid. Always renting. Like I would rent one four days later like when it was due. And I, bought, I would watch it four times when I had it. Return it, get a new one. And especially during the summertime, because I was like, if I wasn't in camp, I was home all day. I was just, right. I was just crushing VHSs. <laughs> so on one day, it was like a Tuesday later afternoon, maybe two or three o'clock. My mom takes me, my brother, and my sister to the movies, and that was like back when it was a big deal to go. I was seven, so like to go to the movies, your mom had to come with you, and it was like a big deal. Like, oh, I get to go to the fucking movies. This is awesome. Took us to go see Armageddon. Got in a fight with the guy because this was like at the beginning of you Dunkin' Donuts. No, my mom got in a fight oh, with okay. the guy uh, at the, the as we were walking in because this was at the beginning of Dunkin' Donuts like culotta iced coffees. Oh, okay. And she got her iced coffees like you can't bring outside food, and she's like, "I'm bringing it in. Like I pay for my tickets. I got three kids. Like, do you want to do you want to face me down on this?" And she's like, "All right, go on." So she like she put it in her Vera Bradley bag and like snuck it in. 
We go see the movie. Of course, Armageddon, awesome. Oh, Just course. outstanding, outstanding Cried. scientific, Did heroic American film. Did you cry? No. No. I, no. Now I do. I cry now. Uh, yeah. Towards the end. I oh, cry now so way more at movies than I did oh, yeah. back then. But that's... I love you. <laughs> Daddy! And she like puts her hand yeah. on the screen. And then her dad, other, her real dad sings. <laughs> <laughs> Don't close my <laughs> this eyes. This is true. He sings that song while she's like having the sex picnic. Yep. With the ass. And yep. like, I'm going to play some sex music for my daughter. Anyway, so we went to go see the movie. And then the next day, my brother and sister were like either out with friends or they were at camp or they were somewhere. So my mom takes me to the local video store at that time was still open. This before I had to start going to Hollywood video. Um, it was called Video Track 2. It was like a smaller video, but they, they had all the new stuff. They had some video games. And I remember I was returning uh, Hercules, the Disney Hercules. Yep. And I was like, all right. She just knew the routine. Like, go get your next one. Like, whatever you want. And I'm like, mom, what if we make a deal? I'm, I'm always making deals. Even when I was a little kid, I was always like, always a given a take. Deal maker. Yeah, yeah. I'm always, a, yeah. I'm in there. I'm in for the negotiation. So I'm like, mom, if I don't rent the movie, can we do something else tonight? And she's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, can we go see Zorro in the theater? And she's like, yeah, okay. Like she's like, I'm not doing anything today. I'm, right. I'm with a seven-year-old. And my parent, I was a rowdy, I'm like rowdy now. Like I was a rowdy child, but put a movie on from when I was like three years old and I was watching that movie. Didn't talk. Kind of like my son. Yeah, I just love a movie. I love movies. Right. So she's like, all right, this will give me like two hours of peace. I'll bring them. And, we, and so I got to see back-to-back movies, which when you're seven is unthinkable, unless you're like spoiled, unless you're like you have parents who don't care about you. But I got to see back-to-back <laughs> movies and two solid summer blockbusters. Yeah. I mean, Armageddon and then Mask of Zorro with Antonio, Anthony Hopkins, so Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yep. Like, what? What's the other movie with that almost the same cast except Hopkins? Oh, Des- the sequel, The Legend of Zorro. No, what's the other one he did? Desperate is not Desperate. Um, no one is the same in that except for. No, what was the other movie he did? Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Was it that one? And that, that was part of the Mariachi trilogy from, uh, I think, uh, that Rodriguez. Was... It was Desperado, and then it was. So the Mariachi was the character who was like the guy with the. He had like the, the guitar case, but it had like a gun in it. Mm hmm. There was the first movie they made. It was like a cult classic. That was, I think, all in uh, Spanish, and it wasn't Antonio Banderas. That was, that was Simon Halleck. Was it? Um, no, she was then Blue. in Desperado, which was the sequel. Now Antonio Banderas was Mariachi, and Salma Hayek was in it. Gotcha. And then they made the trilogy was Once Upon a Time in Mexico. That had Danny Trejo. That had Johnny there's Depp. There's a train. Yeah. How are you in terms of overall taste? I'm giving it a good. I'm giving it a good as well. Very, very good. Very, very good taste. I, the only thing, and, and John's going to hate me for saying this, I wish there was just one more little bit of pop. I agree. Um, but it's transitioning. There's a lot of nice, subtle flavors to it. Um, not one flavor is over, as outbalancing the profile. It's very, very good flavor-wise. I just think for the overall taste, that's my, that's my hardest category. That's where I'm the hardest grader is overall taste. It's the only thing that could be you. What do you get? Like, I mean, you're on your second, third. I'm, I'm plowing through this thing because you're doing all the talking. What are you getting more on your on your second? I'm getting a tiny bit of coffee now. Not a lot, but like enough where it's there. 
I got okay. to fill this part out too. I got definitely got, I got cream in the first. Not really a lot of cream now. No. Wood on both. Yep. I'm getting a tiny bit of milk chocolate right now. Definitely some hay in the beginning. Definitely some black pepper in the beginning that I'm not seeing right now. A dry fruit. Nutty all the way through, definitely so far. Like smokiness, but like a good smoke. Not like it's overly smoky. Like a good smoke. Uh, right. Like a peat yep. from scotch. Like a Lagavulin smokiness. Now, anyway, back to the topic at hand. What were some of like your favorite movies you got to see in the movies as a child? So the one movie I definitely remember is I got to see Any Given Sunday when it first came out. Yeah, you were at appropriate age for I was, that. I, I, was like, eighth, I was like I was like eighth I was, grade freshman year. Yeah, I was like nine. I think it came out in like ninety nine. So yeah. I was nine. So you must have been eleven or twelve. Something around there. Yeah, yeah I. Uh, it was actually my first movie after I shattered my kneecap in six places, so I had nothing to do. Is that when you were playing hockey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Could have gone pro. <laughs> were, you like, were you looking to play hockey? Or were you just like, no, it was, you it was more around? for fun. But the you weren't looking to, like, oh, when I go to high school, no, I was like, baseball. Try for the it was baseball. That it was, was, it was yeah, always base, baseball. Baseball it killed my high school career, basically. Were you always a pitcher, or did you end up becoming no, a pitcher? No, I, fr- I was first base, then pitcher. And then I, I just got, I got scared. I just, and then the knee and everything else. I mean, shattering your knee in six places at, at yeah. 11 years old is I'm, pretty traumatic. I was already told to, about a year and a half ago that uh, I'm too young to get a knee replacement. Like yeah, because I think they, they it's, a th- it's a major procedure. It's, it's also major, and it only lasts a certain amount of years. But it's just, that's how bad my knee is now. As a 30, I love how they just give it to old people because they're like, they're going to die soon, so we might as well give them this knee yeah, replacement. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they must be in a lot of pain because I'm still a lot of... Do- there I, I there has to, to be a way to make it last. Dude, they had pacemakers and like they were putting machines in bodies back in the like, 1970s. You're telling me there's not a way to create a sustainable knee? Make it out of bone. Make, make it the same thing. Like, right. you, you know, go get somebody else's knee that, that died and put it in there. Right. Like, you know? <laughs> I don't think it works that way. They be, why not? You nah, get somebody else's what? heart. <laughs> Lungs? No. Liver, I think kidneys? organs are different than, than joints. I didn't go to medical school. No, I didn't either. <laughs> As is very obvious. Talk about very knee, obvious. Knee, re, uh, knee replacements. Uh, that was definitely one of them. I'm trying to remember, we barely went to the movies. I was more. I was such an active kid. It's like yeah, sports. I, I was sports yeah. all the time. Yep. No. I didn't. I, mean, I played football I, every year, but I, you know, I never cared about watching movies. It was until I was older. Like, my first rated R movie was Casino. My brother gave me the dual VHS. The dual VHS. Um, so that was the first movie I watched, rated R. And then the next how one. Do you remember how old you were when you watched it? I, around that seventh, seventh, seventh grade. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched Private Ryan in theaters twice, yeah, well, seven crazy. years old. Crazy. Again, my parents are like, there's a lot of shooting. He'll be quiet. Just, just put him, <laughs> if you just put him here, he'll watch it. Yeah, my mom was very strict about that stuff. Like, she hated Married with Children. I loved that show when I was a kid. Why? Why'd she hate Cause it? Because it was just so, no, like, raunchy for no. how young we were. Well, when it came to, like, sex scenes, my parents would be like, oh, we got to fast forward this. See? But when it came, just because I was, I was always into history. So, like, when, like when the Titanic came out, you know, there was, there was, that was, this might have my first boobs that I ever saw was wow. Titanic. I mean, I was seven. So, like, I'm, it's not like I was going through Playboys. Right. Like, I was seven. I didn't even know what a boob really was. Um, but my parents had no problem me seeing it because I was a Titanic maniac like before that movie was even announced. And I was right. three and four years old. Kindergarten, first grade, I was bringing like 
high school level books on the Titanic, like for show and tell, and being like, did you know that it was actually handmade by the Irish and used you right. know, 2,000 whatever tons of steel? Um, so that movie came out. My parents were like, all right, we'll take them. And they didn't care about that. Same thing with Private Ryan. I was already a World War II fanatic. I would sit Saturday mornings, watch documentaries with my dad. Like they knew that like, I, could, I, was, I was able to put what I was seeing into context at a young age just because I, I understood it because I was sure. already reading about it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go boom, boom, shoot. And I never got that. I never got blaming video games and that kind of stuff no. um, because I've watched every violent movie that's ever existed and I've played almost every violent video game there is and I've never wanted to like steal somebody's car and shoot them like, oh, because well, I saw it in Grit, that's auto. <laughs> uh, I've never even it. wanted to join the army, which you think I would be. <laughs> I yeah, want right. to go defend the country. No, I have no that's interest. That's true. Yeah. Let others do that. Let my brother do that. I was big, you know, I don't think you've seen it yet, but Rad. Anthony and I talk about it all the time. Rad? The BMX biking Oh, movie. yeah. Okay. Love that movie. I used to just watch that movie and then go ride bikes. Yeah. Was I was big into Connects. I loved Connects. Yeah, I, w- I, would, I was a movie guy, man. I was... Yeah, I w- I, I, that's what I liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I loved. I hated, uh, I hated the original Ghostbusters. Cause that scared me. I was talking oh, about that, that actually the other day. That was great. That scared me, and also uh, Thriller freaked the me out. The video? Yep. Well, the actual movie, I think. Not, it was like a 10-minute like like long. It was like, right. it was like 10 My or 15 My brother loved long. Michael Jackson. Really? Actually, fun fact, um, I was, my parents took my brother to see Michael Jackson, and I was, I was in... I was, not at his I was, house. No. <laughs> I was still in, still in my mommy's tummy. Oh, okay. So that's where I get my dance moves, probably. Love my. Where did they, where'd they go? I'm, I don't even know. Oh, you got to yeah. find out. It's probably... Yeah. He was one of the few people who, like, lip-synced at his concerts, but, like, everyone was okay with it. Because he I don't was, think anybody knew. Well, because he, he... I think they kind of knew, but, like, he was dancing so much that, like, you knew this guy can't do all these dance moves and sing at full volume. Like, no one has enough breath for that. Um, and a lot of... Like, it's kind of understood now. I don't like lip-synkers, like, if you're on Saturday Night Live and you're standing there with just a microphone and you're lip-syncing, like, screw you. But when you're, when you're d- walking on the moon... <laughs> I don't think anybody actually really realized that. No, I, mean, I don't I, think anybody paid attention to I, that. I realized it. The internet destroyed everything. I, it wasn't even something that I read. I just watched like several of his lie things, and I'm like, there's no way he can sound the exact same in every live performance, because nobody does. The first time you hear any song live, it sounds different than the recorded version. Right. But it was just like, this sounds like just the recorded version being played. He mined it like perfectly. Like, yeah. He was great. Um, it, was, it wasn't like he was off of right. the singing, but I'm like, there's, and also he sounds the exact same now at 55 as he did when he recorded this in a studio at 22. Of I'm like, he was amazing. Yeah, what? He, was the be- he was the best. Yeah, what, did, you, did you watch that documentary that came out like last year? No. Yeah, I don't. I think it's kind of bullshit. Yeah, of course. Everything. He was every, just. I can't. I can't enjoy anything he anymore. He was just <laughs> a very. His father ruined him and like scarred him for life and took away his childhood. So he just wanted to be by children. Oh, we're not going to go into that. All the little boys and girls. We're not going to go into that. Remember the South Park episode, Mr. Jefferson? No. (laughs) Ride on my train forever. (laughs) Cartman like falls, like not falls in love with him, but like comes because he like wants all the free toys and everything. No, that's ignorant. Uh, Shocker, Cartman would go fall for that. What happened here? I hit space bar and then something happened. Oh, that's we're good. So we're entering, getting to the close to that, that last third. How are you finishing up over there? Uh, pepper kicked up a little bit. Still, still on that woody, nutty flavors, but nothing. Overall, this is a, this is a good cigar. It's very good. It's very good. 
I think if you look at the lineup that Crownheads has, you know, this is a, a nice cigar to have in their portfolio. Uh, it's not anything that you've had before. Uh, I know I made the kind of comparison to the four kicks, but I think this one with that Peruvian tobacco kind of gives it, it more it of that. It gives it a, a center sweetness right. that's, that's uh, different than the four kicks, which right. I like. I think it adds a little more to the profile. If I had to guess what I would score in original four kicks, it would probably be in the 88, 89, like really, really good smoke. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to come in higher than that, though. Well, you're going to be done first. You get to tell me your score first. Do I? Yeah. Do I, mister? And this is all, by the way, this is not even really technically a final score because we really have to wait until we smoke another one to see for the consistency. But I'm going to leave it as spot on because looking at, I got these in the same pack and they look like they're smoking the same and we're getting similar tasting notes. Agreed. Again, construction has been absolutely fantastic. Well, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's if if John just kind of brings out the best in some of these guys or or what the deal is because from from a smaller factory like this that doesn't have a a, a ton of notoriety, this is a a top notch cigar. Maybe they're the new like Roma Craft or Eric Espinosa, you know? Maybe you never know. I mean, you you notice how things are changing with you know we keep saying with Altidus and. And everybody else about how they're just trying to amplify and try different things. I'm 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 interested to see like kind of the next stage of development in the cigar industry because everything that like all the new unique things people are pulling out you know now are still in the realm of like okay that's that's really cool but that kind of makes sense like to get to the next level of uniqueness you're gonna start seeing some really weird stuff like oh I aged it in like. Old Yankee Stadium chair, like it's gonna. They had to start going to like really weird heights, um, but I'm interested to see because I feel like we're kind of hitting the peak of this generation of the industry, and I'm excited. I'm a part of it. I think this is the most exciting one. There's a lot of hurdles with the FDA and and obviously the pandemic right now, um, hitting a lot of companies hard. But I think overall we we're still in what I consider the cigar renaissance period. Um, but with every renaissance comes a reformation. I think that's a fucking great quote. Oh, there you go. Put that's great. For, for anyone who studied history, that's a really good quote. Uh, I'm going to put that and take the, the picture that I took of you, and then I'll put that quote on it. With every renaissance, there must come a reformation. I think I'm interested to see other countries' tobaccos getting involved more. Because I feel like we're, I feel like Nicaragua, 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 everything. In a way, I know Honduras is kind of, you know, they're, pumping getting, it up. they're they're starting to get noticed a lot more. I would like to see other countries getting involved more, Me and, too. and just seeing how it works out. Uh, you know, I it, mean, it worked to, like you know with with everything that CAO has done with all those those weird Amazon tobaccos. You know, for the for the basin and the um, Orellana, those cigars are top notch. Right. Um, you loved what they did with the Zocalo. I love the Zocalo. The CEO Colombia is a really good smoke. And then um, you got the Cameroon wrapper scars, things like that. I think that, I don't know if that's getting easier. I don't know, because I've seen a couple of new Cameroons come out the past year or so. I don't know if it's getting easier to get Cameroon wrapper or what the deal is. I know for years it was a nightmare to try to get Cameroon. Just because of ge- geographical location, right. civil unrest in the country, it's, it's dangerous to even get in there. Um, but, but stuff like the Baca. Yeah. Really, really great smoke. And then still, you got to remember all 90, not 90, 70% of Fuentes use a Cameroon wrapper. 
All okay. the all the natural chateaus, all the natural Hemingways, the eight five eights, the Don Carlos, all use Cameroon wrapper. And even some of I their super that. high end stuff, the Casa Fuentes that are only available at their store in Vegas, they have a Casa Fuente Cameroon. Like it's it's one of their premier like it's they're one of the preeminent users of that. Um, who else uses Cameroon? AJ has a, a New World Cameroon. Rocky Patel is a good Cameroon. The H. Upman Vintage Cameroon is one of my all-time favorites from back in the day. That's a dynamite smoke. There's a Cameroon, uh, the Cameroon Cabinet from La Flore. Still, I, 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 um, I'm excited to see what, the, what they're going to do um, in terms of tobacco use, the, the industry as a whole. Uh, this, this could be an entirely different episode, but just to kind of touch on it, you know. Basically, your most popular rappers now are Connecticut, Connecticut Shade slash Ecuadorian Connecticut, Connecticut Broadleaf, Ecuadorian Habano, and San Andreas. Then, like, you're getting some Nicaraguan rappers that are getting pretty popular. Dominican rappers are just tough. It's just really tough to, to create those. Um, so I'm excited to see, like, the, the, the innovations, like that new Nicaraguan Corojo uh, Maduro Shade Grown that Agonorsa developed. Right. Um, AJ and a few guys have been developing a Nicaraguan broadleaf. The use of Pennsylvania broadleaf is really interesting to me. Smokiness that we're talking about really amplified for me just now. Yeah, I'm getting that too. So I'm at right now 9.2. That's what I got for the cigar. That's actually exactly where I'm at. I changed, I changed a couple things. Yep. So I, I got a solid 9.3 on this. And I'm excited to say this kind of in our database and do a redux in like six months when we, have, when we get a box in for a review, yeah. we put them away. And also really excited to see what the team thinks of this. No, it's definitely good. The, the new Las Calaveras and the new um, Four Kicks Mule Kick limited edition will be available soon on our website. So uh, thank you very much for listening and watching and doing whatever you're doing. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Nick. Okay. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. See ya.